You're listening to For the Love of Dharma. My name is Heather Love, and I'm one of the first certified Dharma coaches in the world. I'm a spiritual and integrative life coach who specializes in nervous system regulation, rewiring the subconscious mind, and of course, finding your Dharma. I'm a self-proclaimed personal development junkie who left my 20-year corporate career in 2021 without a plan except to trust my intuition that it was the right time to go. I'm obsessed with helping more people expand their perspectives, step into their truth, and fall madly in love with their lives. You're in the right place if you're ready to uncover your passions, reclaim your radiance, discover your soul's calling, and step into the highest version of yourself while you learn to live life on your terms in a fun and authentic way. Welcome to this magical adventure where we'll ponder life's big questions together. Here we go. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. If you're new to my world, you may not know that earlier this year, I participated in a program where I learned how to coach the unconscious mind. It was an incredible three months where I learned more about the brain than I ever thought I would. After hundreds of hours of coaching practice, I became a certified integrative life coach and change worker. I already had two certifications prior to that, but this one felt like a connection point between what I had already learned and what I saw my clients struggling with. Since that time, I have also become a certified hypnosis practitioner, which I really feel like that between these four certifications that I have, I really learned a holistic approach on how to help people. At first, I was a bit resistant to focusing so much on the brain because I also know from all of my training how much the body and the nervous system has to do with our healing and growth. But as I continued to study, I understood that the brain and body aren't separate. And by helping others understand their mind, that it would also make changes in their bodies at a cellular level. The brain is a part of the body and to separate them does them both a disservice. There is so much to learn on this subject and I will forever be a student when it comes to this. I continue to revisit lessons We have live bi-weekly training sessions that are available to us, and I have bought more books on the subject than I will ever admit to. But I find all of this so fascinating, and I know that if more people understood how much control they actually have over things like their thoughts and their habits, that it has the potential to change so many lives. I get so much joy from empowering people to live a life that they are excited about. And once they have more awareness about their unconscious mind, they have the tools to make whatever changes they want to. So today we're going to specifically talk about habits because once you understand the fundamentals of it, you will see that breaking a habit is not as complicated or as long of a process 
that we have made it out to be. So let's get started. There are a ton of resources out there on how to break habits. One book that has been on the top of people's lists for the last couple of years is Atomic Habits by James Clear. I know a lot of people have been successful in putting his advice to work, and I don't disagree with anything he says. He has four laws to building new habits, uh, make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. He talks about getting 1% better each day, which again is great. For a lot of people, slow and steady is the best way to build new habits. But when it comes to breaking habits, you would be surprised at how many of them can change immediately and dramatically if you have the right tools. You have the power to change your own brain. Just because something has always been a certain way doesn't mean that it can't be changed very quickly. There is a lot of science and research that has been done to back this up. Anything done with repetition, thought with repetition, felt with repetition, or even believed with repetition creates a habituated pattern in the brain. And because the brain likes to conserve energy, it will automate anything that is done with repetition. This can be a thought, something like thinking you're not good enough at math, or this can be an action, something like brushing your teeth or driving a car. This could be a feeling, something like a feeling of unworthiness to be a CEO of a company. This affects your brain, your nervous system, your body. It's all connected. You can't affect one without it affecting the other. This is the way we were taught in class and the way I explain it to my clients because it makes so much sense. Think of your habits going down habit road. It's basically a superhighway in your brain. It follows a habituated path. It's really easy for your brain to do because you've had lots and lots of practice. You don't have to consciously think about it because it happens automatically. So what we want to do when trying to break a habit is to put a roadblock up on that highway, which will create a detour. Imagine this like if you're in a car and you're driving someplace you've been a million times before, so you aren't even paying attention to where you're going. You're just jamming out to music or totally involved in an audiobook or podcast. And then suddenly you see this big orange sign in front of you that says road closed detour ahead. But because you've never veered from this one way of getting to this one place, you turned on the music because... Isn't that what we all do when we suddenly need to see better? Or is that just me? But you actually have to pay attention to what's going on and where you are, et cetera. So this roadblock that we're going to create in the brain is going to force the brain to slow down and detour. Each detour is interrupting the habituated pattern and connecting different neural networks in the brain to make things operate differently. Because you are creating alternative roads, the idea is that the brain will be able to stop the habit because you have created new pathways in your brain. The first step to stopping a habit 
is to think of the habit that you're wanting to break and imagine yourself in that moment when you first feel the urge. You are now at what we call a choice point. The length of time between the urge and the action gets smaller and smaller and smaller every time you do the thing. But regardless of whether you have 10 minutes in between or a tenth of a second in between, it's still there. There is still space between the urge and the action. If you don't notice until you're already doing the thing, it's still okay. You can still make a choice. So feeling the urge is step one. You're associated into this state and you recognize that you want to feel or do something differently. We call this state the problem state, but essentially it's noticing that you have the urge to do this thing that we'll call a quote unquote bad habit. The next step is to then dissociate from the habit by using what is called a pattern interrupt. It doesn't matter if the habit is a craving, compulsive tendencies, anxiety, stress, fear. By throwing in a pattern interrupt, a detour, it creates space between the stimulus and the response. You can't change a habit from the feeling of wanting to do the thing. So this step is the most important one because once you have the tools to be able to stop the thing in its tracks, you will feel empowered knowing that you are in control. For example, just knowing that you can stop a panic attack because you're armed with tools will very likely result in less panic attacks. Each time you stop a pattern from continuing, neuroplasty is already happening. Studies have shown that people that actually rewire their brains are much less likely to go back to the habituated pattern. This is not the case when people just take medication to stop a pattern. Meds may stifle the urge, but they don't change the brain. So by using techniques, you teach yourself to trust that you can stop the pattern and move through it. So what are these pattern interrupts? Well, there are a ton. I did an episode on taming anxiety. It's episode 68. And there are 30 techniques that I go over in there. I can't remember if I said it in that episode, but all of those techniques can be used for more than just anxiety. They can also be used to stop a habituated pattern, and you can definitely use any of the tools in that episode for this. I also have a freebie called Tips to Tame Anxiety, which has even more techniques. I'll put the link for that in the show notes if you haven't downloaded it yet. But I'll give you just a few techniques in this episode just so you can understand how it works so you don't have to pause and go to the other information. So let's just go with four that you can use anytime you need a pattern interrupt. These aren't super serious. There's no right or wrong way. It's just something to stop what's going on in your brain for a moment. So the first one, spell the name of your city out loud, but do it backwards. Two, draw an animal doing something silly. Three, my favorite, have a dance party. Four, do five jumping jacks. All of these will dissociate you from that initial feeling of wanting to do the thing. 
you've slowed down the time between the urge and the action. They are deceptively simple, but that's actually good because you'll remember them more easily when you're in the moment. Not every tool will work for everyone and the brain likes different. So find what you like, but also be willing to try new pattern interrupts and have fun and create your own. These techniques get your nervous system to neutral, which is then where you can start to do the work to making change happen. If you can get to neutral, you also have the power to break the habit. The third step to this process is to ask yourself, how do you want to feel instead? What decision do you want to make instead? What action do you want to take instead? This is called the desired state. We are now going to start to rewire the pathway. We are going to take the detour from the roadblock. And the fourth and final step to changing a habit is then to imagine this new way of being. Get your brain involved to see what it would be like to be that new way. And then get your body involved to feel into it so that you can have that felt sense experience. We call this the resource state. And if you can imagine yourself feeling this new way, having made the changes you wanted, this is where the real magic happens. When you feel the way you want to feel and you imagine yourself having made this change, then you can revisit the trigger or the impulse or the urge. And you may notice that you have less of an urge. Now it may not have completely gone away and that's okay. Then you just start again at step two, dissociating with a pattern interrupt and you run through steps three and four, and then you check in with yourself again after revisiting the trigger. If it's still there, go again. Usually not always, but usually after three rounds, you will notice a significant reduction in the urge to do the thing. More likely than not, for many people, this won't be the last time that you have the urge to do the bad habit, but you now have the tools to coach yourself through it. These are literally the steps that I take my clients through. But just because I teach it to someone, I can't make them do it when I'm not there. So if you're in a position where you feel that habit creeping back in, run through these steps. I have watched this formula literally change people's lives. You can absolutely do this on your own. You can teach it to other people. I hope you have found this information super helpful. I would love to hear from you about how this works out for you and what habits you've been able to break or have helped others to break. Send me an email or a DM and share it with me. If you loved this episode, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating and review. The more reviews I get, the more people that see my podcast, and the more we can make the world a better place. Thanks so much for listening. Have a magical day.